Welcome to Lost Massachusetts. This is Garth in the lost cabin somewhere in rural Massachusetts, taking off my snow-covered boots and warming my feet by the fire after looking for hidden items. This is about a search in the woods for buried treasure that ended up revealing big secrets in the space between heaven and earth. A reminder that danger lurks all around us in the form of hidden history. Sit back and hear about the twisted path of Wampatuck. So I'm with the scouts doing a uh, geocaching adventure in Wampatuck State Park near Hingham and Situate. And uh, this is a good excuse to go out and look for some lost hidden secret stuff in addition to the lost hidden secret geocache boxes. There is the history that's buried in this place too. Let's stop for a second. When I said geocaching, some listeners probably became very excited, and other listeners probably said, huh, geo what now? Well, the geocaching listeners may also become annoyed as I admit that I was in the, huh, geo what now camp before this hike. Uh, Regardless of how much hiking and exploration I've done, I've actually never been geocaching. My motivation in stomping through the woods is to find remains of previous occupancy and uh, to discover lost history. It's not looking for planted boxes. That being said, during my first geocache experience, I was able to do both. I was able to find buried treasures and crumbling old homesteads. However, as with all of our explorations, there are layers of history and interesting findings. Many of our adventures and historical tales often loop back on themselves with interesting details. In this case, we loop back from heaven and earth to see the world from a different perspective while also enjoying a walk through beautiful wilderness. But as beautiful as it may be, it's also hiding a terrible past that presents itself in the form of rusting fences, restricted areas, and crumbling industrial structures. Hmm, let's find out more. So they've turned off the trail here, and I'm guessing that they're looking for the cache. Yeah. Are you looking for the cache? Is that what you're looking for? Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to narrate while you guys look for the cash. Following along a sort of rock wall. It's kind of a trail here, but 
A lot of stuff is overgrown. So what, you, the landmark is a wishing? I don't know. Um, maybe it's a, it's a magical wishing well. To oh, find out. So maybe we're looking for like a leprechaun? Yeah, we're looking for a leprechaun. Old nuggets to throw in? Yeah. Okay. Coins, not nuggets. I do see kind of a... Yeah. Well, I do see there's a dark structure up ahead. I don't know if it's a tree or not. There is something here that suspiciously looks like a stone circle. A crumbled stone circle, yes. We are definitely in the midst of the ruins of something with uh, little mounds and depressions and rocks everywhere strewn about. Okay, that's much more of a well. And somebody actually made an effort to uh, block it. So what did you find? Oh, that's cool. That's a camera. It has a camera? I mean, that's not the deal, guys. It's a hunting camera. Okay. Is there space to put things into? No, it's the camera. Oh, it's a trail camera. Yeah. Okay. So the trail camera is taking a picture of what? So there, somebody's recording us finding the geocache. But where, but where is it? Oh, it's where is it? Is this it? Yep, know. that's it for sure. Yeah, because it's waterproof. So where did you find it in? A uh, plastic container. But where was the plastic container? In a tree. In an old log. <laughs> Three, two, one, and then nothing. It's a countdown to nothing. Okay. All right. So the. Did you? Well, did you? Did you a prize in the box? All right. I'm gonna put one in too. Does anyone else want a prize? I have a few extra in my backpack. Yeah. Like the weirdest thing. Yeah, this is like a thing people do. It's a bigger thing in other countries. You write that you were here. You leave a little note. Oh, you put this, like, warrior guy in. What should I put in? Should I put in a transformer? You can take something. Angry bird. I put the warrior guy in. Okay. All right. Look here. I got photos, so we can All right. We got that. Anyone else want to put something in? They're so weird. I don't know who that guy is. So what? There's a giraffe, too? Oh, in there? All right. Oh, you had the giraffe. Okay. So what do you guys want to do? Oh. You put the, the you put the Viking in. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Were they in the cache? No, they're they're. Oh no, it's it's old Christmas candy. Yeah. It's probably from this Christmas, hopefully. You never know, as long as they're not melted Easter bunnies. Okay. So what is geocaching? Essentially, all over the world, people have placed hidden objects in various places. Many of these objects are weatherproof containers that have toys or other items inside. They usually have a logbook for anyone who discovers it to leave a note. Sometimes people put more toy objects in. The key here is that they are not expecting people to randomly happen upon the container. Geocachers enter the location of their containers in a public database with specific coordinates. 
These coordinates are the intersection of longitude and latitude. Latitude are the lines that go north to south on the globe, and longitude are the lines that go east and west around the globe. Each point on these lines has a numerical value. Well, we all know that the Earth is really flat, but for the purpose of this discussion, let's pretend that it isn't. The increments of measurement are in degrees of uh, two circles where the points cross somewhere on the globe. For example, Boston is roughly 42 degrees north and 71 degrees west. But what is Boston north and west of exactly? Well, the zero value latitude is the equator. The longitude value is called the prime meridian, which runs through London, UK, specifically the Greenwich uh, Royal Observatory, and down through West Africa. The equator is a natural point on the Earth between the North and South Poles, but the prime meridian is completely arbitrary. So Boston is 42 degrees north of the equator and 71 degrees west of the prime meridian. I bet you're wondering, what is at zero, zero degrees? Well, it's a navigational buoy off the coast of Ghana called Null Island. It's not really an island, it's just a hunk of floating metal with a beacon on it. I'm sure you are dorking out on this, some of you anyway. Others might be cursing because I'm explaining it wrong, or they just don't care. Sorry, I'm not quite done with the nerd stuff yet. The coordinates can get very specific, especially when looking for planted objects in small spaces. People hunting for geocaches can use software on their phones or other devices to access the GPS or Global Positioning System. GPS is a system of 24 low-orbit satellites that broadcast data, making it possible for you to find the next Wendy's drive through we think it's easy now, but knowing where you are on the planet is actually really complicated. It took centuries for sailors, map makers, navigators, and scientists to accurately determine distances and locations on the planet. But be rejoiced. Generations of hard work and billion dollar communication systems have made it possible for you to find a box with a Spider-Man doll inside. I kid, it's really cool. Lots of uh, geocaching and GPS links in the show notes. So you're literally supposed to fumble around once you get to the area of the cache. So yeah. Clues, landmarks. Yeah. The point is to get you to places that you might not otherwise. Well, that was cool because obviously that was a homestead. Yeah. That was somebody's house. Yeah, somebody lived there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right by, the, right by the pond. Yeah. Oh, they had water. Yeah. They had, you know, presumably this was some kind of trail. Yeah. Unpaved one time. Well, guys, I figured out why they had a trail cam at the well. Why? Well, they want to see if anything evil comes out of it at night oh. and capture it on film. Oh, there's, there's more ruins right there. Cool. Yeah. So whoever had this house, this uh, had some money because there's brick in here. Brick was expensive. Brick is one of the most 
expensive materials. And they're, uh, they're found, their foundation's still standing. It's got a lot of mortar in it. That's the chimney down there. Yeah. Yep. This would be the entrance, because this looks like steps up. Right. So you'd step up into an entryway, a mudroom. And then yeah. come into the house, which is being warm, and the bed is probably here. Yeah. And this, yeah, this was well planned. It's not just some the, no. that somebody slapped together. This is a nice house. It's on relative high ground. Yeah. Yeah. Near water and a well. Yeah. Those other, those other crumbling structures must have been barns and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So in order to generally find this location, it's at S4, just down the uh, main road, away from the intersection of uh, S4. So there's two signs. One sign points to Union Street. The other sign points to Prospect Hill and Southfield. That's S14, and then uh, Main Road. There's a wooden sign that says Main Road with an arrow, and that arrow kind of takes you generally to where that house, the foundation, is in the well with the geocache. So what is Wampatuck? Or more importantly, who? was Wampatuck. Chief Wampatuck, or Sachem Wampatuck, was a leader of the Massachusetts nation from 1627 to 1669. He was killed during a brief war between the Massachusetts and the New York-based Mohawk nation. If you listen to episode 15 about questing, we briefly discussed the frontier area in western Massachusetts that delineated what could be called two different uh, countries, if you will, of uh, Algonquin peoples. The territory once controlled by Wampatuck's people was eventually lost or sold to European settlers like most of the land in the region, and this comprised what is now part of the Wampatuck State Park. The people who settled here after were from East Anglia, England. East Anglia is part of uh, England that has an abundance of place names that may sound familiar. Cambridge, Ipswich, Braintree, Bedford, Hingham, Sudbury, Haverhill. It was these people who really put the stamps on the Massachusetts map that we have come to identify as our own. The people were mostly farmers, but water mills were built in the area to service a growing lumber industry that supplied wood for shipbuilding, shingles, and wood of a particular type for shipping barrels that became known as the Hingham Bucket. When the Civil War broke out, the land around Wampatuck declined in use. Some farmers never returned from the war, and others moved to different places as the economy and society changed drastically after the war. The land was turned into a recreational area in 1969 and formally opened as Wampatuck State Park in 1973. But wait, did I skip over some important parts of the history? Yes, I did. Now we're looking for a second cache, and I'm walking up what could be an aqueduct, or maybe even an old 
rail, narrow gauge rail road. Let's see what we found. Nope, they're turning around and coming back the other way. All right. And so at the top of this mound is a capped well and a capped yellow pipe. And uh, so something, something is buried underneath this big mound, something man-made. So there's been a lot of evidence of telephone poles and wires running through here at one time that's gone. And actually many of the paths that we're on are old paved roads that are now covered with moss and leaves. So there was industrial activity here at some point. Eureka, he found it. What does it look like? An ammo box. Don't take it too far away from where you found it. Yeah. So in addition to the logbook, there's an action figure, a turtle. Now there's a cheetah. And uh, how about, how about uh, Robin from Batman and Robin? Put that in there. All right. Did, did you log the book? Did you put, a, you put an entry in the logbook? Got to do it. All right. So inside of the last uh, geocache, there was a little disk with a question mark that had other coordinates on it. And um, those coordinates were S06 degrees, 09.070, East 105 degrees, 26.500. And, and what do you think that is? Well, it's not fully... Well, 6 um, south would be, like, just south of the equator. So it's probably Hawaii. And then, wait, what was the eastern? It was... Uh, it was East 105, but isn't Hawaii, is Hawaii in the South Pacific it, or in the know. North Pacific? Could I thought be. it was in the North Pacific. It might be, oh, well, it would have to be something, hmm, I don't really know my longitude for Okay. Now, but it would, it might be somewhere. But that's definitely not where we are. None of those coordinates yes. are anywhere near no, where we are. because that's the south, um, Southeast quadrant of the Earth, yeah. which is, um, not in North America yeah. or Europe or so Asia. It's somewhere in, the, somewhere in the Pacific, probably in the South Pacific. So, somewhere in the Pacific, Southeast Pacific. What, maybe it's Easter Island. May, maybe. Well, it's, it, he, he said maybe it's Hawaii, but Hawaii is in the North yeah. Pacific. Krakatoa. Krakatoa. That's awesome. Very cool. So it's a nice park for a hike, and we found remains of much older habitation. But I noted in the last segment, we found some odd things buried in the park. Large things buried in the park, and not just in one spot, but all over the place. We also ran into various rusting fences while looking for caches that clearly were intended to keep people from proceeding to certain parts of the park. So what's this all about? Well. Wampatuck has a dark secret, a secret that strangely links back to the history of our navigational satellite system and related technology. After this land was the home of Wampatuck and the Matascaset people, and after it was used by English settlers, the area was a massive military complex. From 1941 uh, and on, this was the Hingham Naval Ammunition Depot Annex. 
which was part of the larger Hingham Naval Ammunition Depot that serviced munitions during World War II. The complex had thousands of civilian employees and over a thousand naval officers and marine guards. The Wampatuck Annex was honeycombed with bunkers for various weapons and explosive materials. The annex was connected to the main base by a dedicated railway called the Whitney Spur. The remains can still be found in the park and is now a walkable path. Over the years, during different conflicts, nuclear weapons were stored at the facility. Between 1956 and 1961, Hingham was one of about 23 sites around Boston operated by the U.S. Army that served as a launch site for the Nike Ajax missile defense system. These missiles were a deterrent to Soviet nuclear bombers. By the end of the 1950s, both superpowers had massive fleets of bombers constantly at the ready. With the development of intercontinental ballistic missiles, the Nike system became obsolete and was replaced by different defenses. So what's the link between GPS and missile defense? It goes back to an object that was roughly the size of a large beach ball with four radio antennas attached. It was the first man-made satellite, Sputnik. When the Soviets launched Sputnik in October of 1957, it caused a panic in the U.S. government and pushed America into a space race with the Soviet Union. Sputnik circled the globe for three months, emitting a telemetric pulse until its batteries ran out and it fell back to Earth. Yes, our national pride was damaged because the Soviets were getting into space ahead of us. But there was a practical matter. If the Soviets could put a radio transmitter in space, they could put a camera in space and watch what the U.S. was doing. Worse, they could probably put an atomic bomb in space, too. And at that moment, the U.S. had nothing that could stop such a threat. The drive into space wasn't just a scientific endeavor. It was about national security. Many of the U.S astronauts who looped the Earth's orbit in early days were also taking photographs of the Soviet Union. In addition to satellites providing the ability to extend the reach of radio and television signals, they could also be used for many purposes. Special satellites were dedicated to detecting nuclear explosions and missile launches. The original GPS system called Transit was a direct response to the need to track military activity from space. The modern GPS is now operated by the U.S. Air Force within a unit called Team Blackjack. Most of the base is gone, torn down or buried. A major section was converted into a maintenance facility for the park. But there are still super secret, super restricted portions of the park that are a bit mysterious. I'm not going to go into details, but I will provide a clue in the show notes. Following the annoying commercial, we'll give you directions to Wampatuck. Directions to Wampatuck. Wampatuck State Park is located at 204 Union Street in Hingham, Mass., There is more than one entrance, uh, so use the trail map linked in the show notes. Getting into the park proper can be a little tricky depending on the time of year. If you are relying on your car GPS to guide you, it may tell you to turn down a road that has a locked gate depending on the season. 
time, or activity. Parking may also depend on the season. When you look at the map, you will notice that every trail or road junction is marked with a code like E17 or C5. If you use the codes and stay on the paths, it's hard to get lost. In addition to hiking and geocaching, there is camping, biking, canoeing, horseback riding, cross-country skiing, and hunting. There are restrooms, showers, electrical connections, and picnic areas in handicap accessible campsites. Enjoy! Thanks for joining us on our tour of Wampatuck State Park and some of its hidden history. Now that we've sufficiently dried off by the fire, our next journey, we're actually going to jump into the furnace as we peer into a lost industrial world that's been transformed into residential neighborhoods and hiking trails. Until then, this is Garth in the Lost Cabin saying, it's always 1928 somewhere. Hey, if you like the show for some reason, there are lots of ways you can join the fun or get a hold of us. You can message Lost Mass through the podcast apps on Anchor. There's a voice option. Or you can go to lostmassachusetts.com and subscribe to our blog or use the various methods there to contact us. If you go to lostmassachusetts.com, you can also sign up to get a postcard from a lost place and find out where to send us a lost postcard too. Also go to Lost Massachusetts at uh, Instagram for photos and other details. We will do our best to respond to comments uh, directly uh, as well as within the show. You might hear um, your own comment. That's fun. <laughs>